We're talking with Lisa Marshall, who is Director of Organizing and Advocacy for New Yorkers for Clean Power. And earlier this week in Governor Hochul's State of the State Address, uh, many climate activists were quite excited that she announced support for what is known as the um, New York Heat Act, at least key portions of it, which is one of the major initiatives that uh, climate activists uh, Renewable Heat Now campaign has been promoting for the last uh, few years. So Lisa, can you maybe just give us a quick introduction? What is New Yorkers for Clean Power? And then, you know, what, what did Governor Hochul said that uh, warmed a lot of people's hearts? Yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, so the New York Heat Act, HEAT stands for Home Energy Affordable Transition. And this is such an important law to pass for to move our climate plan forward. Um, the, the sort of short and pithy description is cleaner heat and lower bills. That's what the New York Heat Act does. And it basically is going to align our public service law with the climate law. Um, and it will do three key things for New Yorkers. It's gonna lower utility bills, especially for um, lower and middle income families. It's going to help us fight climate change and it's gonna create green jobs and healthy homes. So um, the New York Heat Act is something we've been advocating for now. This is our third year trying to get it passed. It is um, quite a little, a difficult bill to completely understand and to, and to pass. The fossil fuel industry has been lobbying and spreading misinformation to try to stop this bill from passing, but we have incredible momentum going into this year. And Governor Hochul's support is absolutely pivotal and important for us to get it passed in the budget. Now, we have had uh, probably oh, four or five stories about the New York heat cat. Uh, a lot of people know it as the um, the 100 foot rule to basically stop allowing um, people to hook up, expand gas pipelines for free, big subsidy if they're within 100 feet. But one of the other big things was to try to cap the uh, size of uh, utility bills, particularly for low and I guess moderate income people at 6% of their uh, income. That part did not pass. And, and to be honest, for a lot of legislators, that was what they were using to try to promote it, um, you know, to the average you know, voter. Um, are there other things that uh, Hogan might be pursuing with respect to trying to um, make sure that this transition is affordable, particularly for low and, and moderate income people? Yes, and you're right, Mark. She didn't put the 6% household limit of income on for utility bills into her um, state proposal, but she did talk about energy affordability. She made some specific recommendations that would make it more affordable, especially for households that move to electrification. That means you know, heating and cooling with heat pumps instead of with fossil fuel systems. We don't want that to make people's bills go up. Um, and some other, you know, proposals that would help um, manage um, bill of, utility bill affordability for folks. But we do really need more. Uh, we already have very unaffordable utility, uh, you know, energy costs for our low-income folks in New York, and we need as much relief as we can possibly get. And we do intend to um, fight very hard for um, the affordability um, piece to be in the final budget through the one house budgets. Um, 
we'll see what happens in the legislature next. Um, we do expect and hope that the Senate will pass the bill as it is, as they've done um, the last couple of years. And the, the real fight now is in the assembly to make sure that um, all of these pieces, the fossil fuel subsidies that we're trying to end, that the governor's supporting the obligation to serve, um, which you know basically means that the gas utilities have to keep building more gas pipes and um, instead of building some of the thermal energy networks and renewable solutions that we know we need um, and, and the um, affordability cap. I will just say too that ending the 100 foot rule and changing the obligation to serve, these are also affordability measures, but they're not ones people will feel in their pocketbooks right away. Basically what they're doing is avoiding future costs that would be absolutely prohibitive. So it's a little tricky to talk about future costs that are avoided because people don't see their bill go down, but it would be horrifying to see bills go up the way they're projected to if we don't um, pass this act. So there's two kinds of, or several kinds of affordability folded into this one bill. Now the the state of the state is sort of the uh, the good news exercise, almost like a, a can't paint speech, you talk about the good things, and then the real details um, come out on the budget bills, which is, in, in this case, is coming out, um, I, I believe, on the 16th. Uh, you know, when we talk about trying to make sure that the, the rules for the Public Service Commission, which one of the things to do is oversee utilities in New York State, actually align with the goals of the climate law, the CLCPA, to reduce emissions. You mentioned a few of them, but you know, what is that process going to look like, and, and what are some of the things that you know, climate advocates hope that the Public Service Commission begins to, you know, change its position on? Yeah. Well. The Public Service Commission right now is in the process of asking all of the utilities who provide gas to submit plans on how they're going to comply with this with the climate law with the CLCPA, right? But right now, the Public Service Commission is limited because we haven't passed the New York Heat Act. So they can't tell utilities to take our money to put it into heat pumps and thermal energy networks, because our law says that it's in the interest of New Yorkers for the utilities to provide them with gas. It doesn't say provide them with essential energy services. That's what it should say, right? Because gas was, it, it's just one kind of energy service. So it's really important to pass the New York Heat Act. This will actually give the PSC or the Public Service Commission the authority to, um, direct the utilities to put in gas plans that are truly compliant with our climate law instead of um, trying to put forward, you know, continue pouring hundreds of millions of dollars into the gas system for decades to come and continuing that those gas emissions for decades to come. We really need real solutions um, that get us off gas. And of course, the utilities don't want to give us those real solutions. So the PSC needs the New York Heat Act to pass. It's not really just their decision. They need this policy to change so that they have more power to do that. Now, the, as I said, the budget's coming out next week, and there's also other legislative matters. 
Are there other, you know, key issues that uh, renewable um, heat now campaign or New York is a clean power in the last two minutes are hoping to see, you know, either the governor or the state legislators advance uh, during this session? Yeah, um, the Renewable Heat Now campaign is, which is, as you know, is a campaign made up of many, many organizations. Um, we are laser focused on the New York Heat Act for the budget. That said, we really want to see um, a fund being created for um, affordable pre-electrification. Um, that's like, say you have a house that you would like to Put a heat pump into but it just can't support that renewable energy system because it doesn't have the insulation and it can't get the insulation because there's problems with the house maybe there's lead or mold or old wiring and there's no fund um, to make those upgrades for homes and that's a real barrier for many people so this is something we're working on legislation for it's not quite been introduced yet and I will point out is that I believe buildings are actually the largest source of greenhouse emissions in the state. Absolutely. And that's why we're so focused on building decarbonization, Marcus, because so because if you include the emissions from burning fossil fuels in buildings, plus the methane that leaks, um, it is absolutely the biggest source of carbon emissions in New York. Um, so then and the other things that we'd like to see are, you know, seconds. the governor did put some. Um, money towards the Empower Plus program um, to get more money out to low-income households for weatherization. We'd like to continue to see those things year after year. We, we've been talking with Lisa Marshall uh, from the New Yorkers uh, for Clean Power, the Renewable Heat Now campaign, and this has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.